0: Hello love, welcome back to the School of Female podcast. I'm so excited to share today's episode with you. I know I'm not the only one who has daydreamed of writing her own book and becoming a published author. Maybe it's even one of your intentions for 2022. So if that's the case, put in your AirPods and dive into this episode where I sit down with publishing expert Courtney St. Croix We chat about everything you need to know about becoming a published author. Yes, it's actually doable. She removes the overwhelm and self-doubt by coaching her clients on their writing journey. Courtney is a best-selling author and publisher, podcast producer, and CEO of Leader Inc. and Leader Publishing. She is on a mission to update the self-publishing space for the modern age and to show women that the only prerequisites for becoming a published author are drive and determination. Listening to this episode is a must if you've ever thought about writing your own book but are just unsure where to start. Courtney shares the inside scoop about how the publishing world works, as well as her business journey into the self-publishing space. Make sure to listen until the very end to hear Courtney's personal piece of advice on living well. I can't wait for you to hear our conversation. Let's begin. You are listening to the School of Female Podcast with me, your host, Carmen Doucette. I'm a proud girl mom, communications expert, and self-proclaimed introverted go-getter who appreciates a daily dose of personal development and a strong cup of coffee. If you appreciate authenticity and real talk, this podcast is for you. I'm on a mission to help you live well and up-level your life. Think of this podcast as a dose of girl talk that will leave you inspired, motivated, and equipped with the strategies you need to live a life you love. I invite you to join me as I sit down with badass women who are living passionate lives and are going after what they want. They'll be sharing with us their expertise as well as their advice on living well and how you can do the same. I believe that as women, we need to stop competing. When we learn from each other, we can reach our fullest potential because at the end of the day, we're all in this together and we're all just figuring it out as we go. So leave it with me to also share with you what I've learned over the years, what's worked for me and what hasn't to help you live life to the fullest. I'm honored you're choosing to spend your time with me. Thank you so much for pressing play today. Let's get started. Hello, Courtney. Thank you so much for spending your time with me this morning. Welcome to the School of Female podcast. How are you? I am so excited to be here. Thank you for having me. I can't wait to chat. This is going to be so much fun. I feel like, and I don't know if this is just me, but throughout life, there's always been like these little moments where I just think like, I really want to write a book. Or like, is this just a pipe dream or is this something that I feel like I would actually be good at? Like, I want to do this, but then like floods in all of the like complications and the confusion and the overwhelm, because it is something that I think growing up, like going to chapters and Indigo, you see like all these gorgeous books on display. And it's like, oh, how could I ever do that? Like, how could I ever put something out there? for people to actually buy in physical form. So I'm so excited to chat with you because you really take the confusion, the complication, the overwhelm out of such a fun process. Like you just allow us all to come to you with our ideas and help us make that dream a reality of becoming a published author so like this is just so freaking cool I'm so excited yeah
1: I think you know what I think Carmen a lot of people share that sentiment they've thought about being an author for a long time in their lives like maybe since they were a kid if you're like me it's since you were a kid you've always had that dream And if you think about it, there are some sort of emotional blockages and there's also some tangible blockages in order to, that you have to pass in order to become an author. So I do, I try to remove those things. I try to help from a coaching perspective to help people get over imposter syndrome and self-doubt and then also help them with the tangible aspects that are like, what are those systems that I need? How do I get my content to the stage where it's ready to be put onto a platform like Amazon. So I do try yeah. to simplify the process and make it as easy as easy possible. If you have a message to share, then I encourage you and I implore you to do that. Writing a book is not for everyone. So if it's just a, maybe I'll do that one day, maybe it's not for you and that's totally okay, but it is possible. And that's why technology changing has been so good for so many creative people.
0: Yeah, definitely. So just going back to like what you were saying. So say if somebody's thinking, like, all right, I have this idea, or you know, friends of mine have always told me, oh, you should write a book, or you know what I mean? If somebody's kind of on the verge and they come across you, they're listening to this episode, where do they, where do they begin with you in the process? Like how can somebody, what's their first step to like contacting you and kind of like starting that whole process? Do you recommend they do anything specific first? Well, I always recommend that you get
1: some writing done first. So I have people approach me at various different stages in the writing process. I recommend that you have a really solid idea of what your book is about. I do work with people a lot of the times that do like self-help sort of like non-fiction style books. Um, But that's not to say you couldn't write something like a memoir or like your own personal story or a fictional story. I just tend to help people who write non-fiction. Um, So you wanna have an idea of who you're helping and why this is going to be beneficial for the person that is going to be reading the book. Ultimately, there are two different pathways that you want to consider. It's obviously therapeutic for you, and writing your story is going to be helpful for you. And if you have a business that goes alongside it, that's even better. But you always want to think about who has this book in their hands, and what are they going to get? A book is a place of value. What are they going to get from the written content that you have put together. And is that something, if you do have a business that needs to be in written form, like I said, writing a book isn't for everyone, but if it would benefit people to have that in written form, then why not explore that, right? Why not put your value Mm -hmm. into a product where people can find it all over the world on an international platform like Amazon? So I recommend people have a good idea of the concept that they wanna share. I would even say just break it down into 10 things you're gonna talk about and almost craft them like blog posts. Um, So 10 things could be 10 chapters. Have an introduction, have like a conclusion. This does not need to be like a hundred thousand word huge manuscript. It does not need to be a big thick book that has everything you've ever knew about this topic. In fact, I would say write something smaller and then you could do another one afterwards and create like a series. Um, So Mm. have an idea who you're going to help, what you want to write about, what are 10 things that you're going to, to sort of expand on inside this book. Um, And at Mm -hmm. that point, when you have really clear, like clarity about what it is that you want to put out there, that's a great time to have a conversation with me to discuss like how we might get it to the next step. I do have free resources. I'm sure we'll talk about those at the end, but I have like a book mapping um, resource that's free. I also have a journal mapping resource if you're wanting to write a journal versus writing an entire book. Um, And I have a free video training all about self-publishing on Amazon and like how to do it from start to finish. So I have resources you can activate first if before you, you know, want to have a call or a chat with me
0: right absolutely absolutely so you brought up you brought up amazon a couple times there and i mean amazon it's no it's no secret has completely changed the way that we've lived especially the past couple years like if you don't have amazon prime i don't know what you're doing with your life like it's a necessity (laughs) at this point right so i guess i'm very curious how did you start navigating because i know and we'll get into this in a moment about your business specifically um, but how did you get into kind of that online world um, with Amazon specifically? Like, how did you kind of get in there?
1: So, if you're at all interested in writing a book or have investigated it at all, you probably come across the term self publishing, which is, you know, obviously in comparison to traditional publishing. So, let me just get that kind of out of the way first. Traditional yeah. publishing is when you go to a big publishing house. And, you know, it, the pay structure is very different. It's often like, you know, what you see on Sex and the City when Carrie Bradshaw got her book deal, that's like a traditional publishing model. Very, um, it, it's seen in the media a lot. We've, we've popularized that because that's all that existed for a long time. And her self-publishing about, I'd say probably 12 to 15 years ago, even though a lot of people didn't really know about it back then, but let's say like a decade ago, um, Amazon mm-hmm. had a platform called Create Space that's actually turned into what's now called Kindle Direct Publishing. So if you have scratched the surface on how do I self-publish versus traditional publish, you've probably come across KDP is what it's commonly referred to, Kindle Direct Publishing. And this is a platform that is owned by Amazon. Um, I think CreateSpace was probably something else and then Amazon purchased it, so now it's called Kindle Direct Publishing. Um, And this platform allows you to publish your own work, have far more creative flexibility, own the rights to your intellectual property, Uh, have a much higher percentage of the royalties. So it isn't necessarily that I came across Amazon and thought I'm gonna, you know, write my book on Amazon. It was that I looked about how to go about writing a book and Amazon owns this company, Kindle Direct Publishing, and it's a self-publishing platform. So what that means is if you were to write a book, Carmen, you don't have to keep the inventory in your house somewhere. You don't have to worry about shipping or fulfillment because that's the great part of Amazon. And I will give you a caveat, because there are plenty of pros and cons to Amazon. And if we had far more time, I could go over all of the things that I love about using Amazon and some things that I don't love about Amazon. But they do have this platform that allows independent authors to share their work and not have to have the, like I said, inventory, worry about shipping or fulfillment. If there are issues with a damaged book or something, people go back to Amazon, they don't come to you. So these are definitely pros uh, for sure. So that's the thing. It's not as if I thought oh, I'm going to go to Amazon and I'm going to write my books and then I'm going to sell them on Amazon. There's obviously ways to do that. If you sold t-shirts, for example, you can have an Amazon store and have your products on Amazon. This is almost a different way. It's like the other side, the, the back side of Amazon, <laughs> if you will. Yeah. And then the front side is where you're purchasing it as a consumer. So it, it has a lot of benefits. If you're an independent author, if you're working on writing a book, if you want to, you know, publish your book and get it out there, I, I recommend for independent authors, go, go through the self-publishing route because you have far more control over things when you do it that way. So that's kind of how I got into Mm. Amazon. And it's cool because it's an international platform. So people can purchase your books from all over the world. And it's a place where maybe you haven't had any products before you haven't had any reach or any exposure. So there's lots of added benefits to having it, especially if you own a business and you want to have the book as part of your product line.
0: Right. Yeah. That is so cool. That is so cool. Like what you were saying about, you know, and I think, me personally like this is what has overwhelmed me in the past too just about doing any sort of um, like payable good uh, for the world but it's like I don't want to have the freaking inventory sitting in my basement like every single time and I'm just thinking Etsy too like you know I don't want to have to go to the freaking post office and mail this out every single time I get an order so this is just a whole new world like this is just really really cool that's awesome. It's very cool.
1: It has its benefits for sure. It's a different kind of business model. So if you were making mm-hmm. you know, your own jewelry, for example, you would have the, the steps of like putting it up online. And when things are like out of stock, you know, you'd have a limited number because you've already made so many, like there's many different business models that we can look at, but this is literally when someone orders a book or a journal of mine, it gets printed right then and there and gets sent to them. So Amazon isn't even really keeping inventory of your product. It's print on right. demand. And that's right, so much easier because if thousands of people purchase the book, that's fine. They just print the copies as the orders come in, and they don't have to keep shelves and shelves full of products. So it is. I wish that all products could be made that way because it would be so much better at, and uh, financially for a small business owner to not have to stock all yeah. this inventory and then hopefully things sell out. You know, um, so it's definitely right. that's a that's a huge benefit for sure of the direct Kindle direct publishing.
0: Yeah, that's just so awesome. And I feel like just better for the environment and everything. So let's back up a little bit. I'm really curious because I know that you, after just doing a little bit of research about you, I know that you came from the corporate world um, before starting your business. And I'm really curious to know how did your journey start in this whole world? Like, how did you start? Was there a certain, like, I don't want to say breaking point, but did you have like a certain, awakening moment where you realized when you were in the corporate world like I feel a calling to do this and then that's how you started your business and like can we hear about that story and like a little bit more about your company specifically sure so let me back up a little bit um yes
1: there was a there was a, a breaking point for sure where I was like I want to you know run my own business now and I don't want to be in this corporate space any longer But I wanted to be an author for a really long time like since I was a kid I and this isn't everyone's story but I used to write in my notebooks stories then when we got a computer in like 1998 big IBM computer took up the whole dining room table I started then using like the notepad program and writing things and then um, you know when we got Microsoft Word then I had all these documents that were just like stories like I wanted to be an author And then over the years, different authority figures just kind of squished that dream a little bit for me because the traditional publishing route is difficult. You have to have a really, really great product, and even when you do, like someone like J.K. Rowling, who's heard about so many times, I just thought of her. Yes, it can be. It can be, you know, declined thirteen times before somebody finally says yes. And look at how that turned out, you know. So it's very tricky to get in that traditional route. So. Without bad intentions, a lot of adults in my life, authority figures, were like, you know, it's not maybe the best idea to go about being an author. It's probably going to be hard. Like, we don't want things to be hard for you. So I then, you know, kind of had that in the back of my head, loved writing still. I went to university. I ended up getting an English literature degree from university. But at the time, I was working at a fitness company in Canada. Canada's the largest fitness company, and I was just working part-time as I was going through school, and I started to really love the company, the core values, like the people that I was meeting, the personal development that I was getting, and I learned a lot in the 15 years that I worked with this company um, after university instead of getting a job in the publishing space, which is what my plan was what I thought I would do. I just kept working for this, (laughs) this fitness company and worked my way up until I was just under the VP in my department. And obviously that took a while, but I had a job that I loved and I was, you know, in the fitness world. And, um, for a long time, like a a huge portion of that career, I loved what I was doing. I I loved my job. Mm -hmm. I loved the people, didn't really care all that much about what I was making because the flexibility of my schedule was great so like what I was making was like whatever this is priceless that I get to make my own schedule um, and then when I had my daughter it was really flexible for me to come back to work too so I always had the writing thing in the back of my mind while I worked for this corporate company I also found ways to explore my writing I wrote for their magazine I, I was the blog uh, contributor for the group fitness department which is where I worked so I, I found ways to incorporate my writing which I loved And then there was a restructuring. So this is kind of the breaking point where I was like, what do I want to do here? There was a restructuring. I ended up staying with the company, but moving up to uh, a different position, which was great. Uh, But along the way, things just changed. Leadership changed. Um, I just felt like the core values changed. And I just, I also think that I probably changed. And so our values and we just weren't in alignment anymore. And it was around this time um, that i self-published my first product on Amazon, which was a journal. So I have the self-love journal. It's still on Amazon. It's under my old brand name. So it kind of, I didn't update things because I just don't really care at this point. <laughs> it's still, it's still a journal for self-love and it's geared towards yeah. moms and like part of the journey. So it's the mom and AF self self-love journal. Um, and I did that in, you know, the last year that I was working for my corporate company and I loved doing that. It reached a lot of people, people I started to see that this is, is an option. You know, it's something that I didn't think could happen for me. I know a journal is just a journal, some full book, but I started with that because it was a little bit simpler to execute on. And mm. when people started taking, taking notice of that and really finding value in that, I was like, maybe there's more to this, you know, maybe I can actually yeah, write like, my
0: full book something out. here.
1: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So using the brand that I was establishing, as I mentioned, I used to be, it used to be called Momfident AF. You said we swear on this show hopefully that's not going to (laughs) be inappropriate. That's totally
0: fine. That's totally fine.
1: Yeah. So I, I, my own book was sitting on my desktop. I always say it was just collecting dust there in a document, um, on Microsoft word for like five years before I finally published it. But then I did that and that was in 2019. And after I self-published that one, I thought, I know a lot of people in my community who have experienced their own self-love journal. Uh, Journey who have experienced Mm. changes in their confidence, in their mindset. I was doing that kind of coaching at the time. So I knew a lot of people in that space. And I was like, what if I could, now that I know how to self publish, I could bring more than just my perspective together and create a book with multiple different authors. I had seen this done a few times before. It's not like I invented a collaborative Mm. book project. I was like, what if there's other people, I know there are other people that have a story to share about their own self-love journey. So can I bring these people together and have us all share and I will do the publishing. So my first collaborative author project, I opened up um, in, I guess it was spring of 2019 and I wound up, I wanted 10 women. I wound up with 20 and we all wrote our own stories of self-love and I put together this collaborative book called the self-love club. So we did a volume one and then I ended up doing a volume two. And so that was kind of taking place right as I was on the cusp of leaving my corporate job. I wasn't aligning with them anymore. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to just take a leap here and I'm going to just go for it. I'm going to do these collaborative author projects. I'm going to help other people self-publish their books. And so it really, that was a long explanation, but it was really an organic over time. I built yeah. I had the passion for it. I loved writing already. I, then I you know, found passion working for a company that I really did love. And it just sort of organically was like, you know what, I, th- I think this is something I want to do full time now. Like, is that possible? And there's a lot of logistics you have to look at in terms of it being possible for that to be your full time thing. Um, for sure. But yeah, it happened for a period of time. And I had a great experience with my corporate company and they taught me a lot. I learned a lot and I the relationships that I made with the corporate world is amazing. And I love that. I've had actually a lot of collaborative authors on my book projects who I met through my old corporate job, which is really oh, nice. cool. Yeah. Being of different people and different minds. So yeah, yeah it's uh, it happened slowly over time, but I've always had this desire to become an author. And I just didn't think that it would be like, I'm, I'm now the publisher. I just thought I would write my own book <laughs> and maybe do editing or something. <laughs>
0: So, yeah, yeah. But that is it really funny? Yeah, it's funny how life works. And I love I love how you started. So even when you were in your your corporate job that you liked, you already started integrating just parts of things like in your life that lit you up, that you enjoyed. Like you started writing even though it wasn't your full-time gig yet, right? And you probably yes. at that time didn't even really think of it that way. You were just doing it like for fun, right? Yeah, I think yeah, that's exactly. so important.
1: That's That's a great piece of advice. Like if you are in a corporate job and you're wanting to do something, build something on the side, build some type of business, what are you Mm -hmm. passionate about? What are you really good at? Where do those two things intersect? And then how can you start incorporating that into your life? Even if you have a nine to five or something that you also are passionate about, but is there a way that you can incorporate it? For me, I was able to do it inside my corporate job. It wasn't like I got any extra pay for contributing to the magazine or, you know, being the blog contributor for the website. Right. I just loved it but why not get the experience, get the practice and enjoy doing something? And if you can do that alongside something else that you're doing, then why not? Like that is. Yeah, Yeah,
0: absolutely. And it's funny too, how the universe always delivers, it always delivers what you want or something better. Like, and you said, like, I never thought that Mm -hmm. I would be doing this and like being the actual publisher, like, that's unbelievable. That's just so cool. And it's, it's just really interesting. Like when you put those type of, um, I don't want to say demands, but like goals out there into the universe, like it freaking delivers, like if you follow through and take that action, like you did, it delivers. And I just think like, you're the prime example of that. It's just so awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I didn't think I would be helping other people to write books. I just thought I would be writing books. And another thing too, is now I have to be really mindful of, where is the passion for what I'm doing? Obviously helping other people share their stories and their voices is now has become a passion of mine, but I love writing too. And so something in, in 2022 that I'm planning on doing more is spending that specific time actually writing for myself, not just editing other people's work or, right. you know, working with my, authors. but I want another book to come out. I had one in 2019 and I want one in 2022. So that's something else that I need to really focus on in order to stay close to like the original passion that I had, which was for writing.
0: Right. So exactly.
1: Reminder.
0: Yeah. Like stay, staying clear on your vision because it is easy to kind of, and it's not a bad thing, but just going down the road of assisting others and helping others. Like you can't forget about yourself along the way. So yeah, 100%. absolutely. You mentioned um, quite a bit just about the co-authoring uh, like service that you really started to cultivate when you started mm-hmm. your business. Um, but can you kind of speak to really the differences? And I know it's kind of obvious, but just the differences between a co-author project with you or with your business, and then somebody who might be a better fit for being just an independent author. Cause I feel like the co-authoring experience is like, it's, it's amazing. And I feel like everybody should do it, but is there, do you ever see like a really big difference in clients when it comes to one or the other?
1: For sure. I've actually had some uh, co-author clients who have become solo authors. It's like a, you get the co-author experience and you dip your toe into what it's like to go through the publishing right. process. But There are pros and cons to each. So with a collaborative author project, there's a lot of benefits. It is far less of an investment for you to just participate in a collaborative project than to move mm-hmm. forward and actually do your own book. It's far less time. It's less content that you have to write it's on a predetermined piece of content. So for self-love club, for example, it, you, you have a clear idea of like, what is it that you're writing? And it's only like three to 4,000 words versus a 30,000, you know, word manuscript. Right. So it takes you less right. time. You get the support and the you know community around you, you get all of the publishing taken care of. So you just submit your like word document and go, here's my chapter. And then the editing and everything is taken care of. So you don't have to learn that yourself or, Um, you know, pay a premium to have someone edit your huge manuscript that you've written. So there's lots of benefits. Um, There's pros and cons to either side, right? If you are in a collaborative author project, it's not like your book on Amazon. The book will be on Amazon, but it's not like your own book that's on Amazon that you, you know, have the rights to and and all the intellectual property and everything. So there's there's different benefits to co-authoring versus solo authoring. Um, Mm. If you're going to write a book one-on-one, there's a lot more content you have to write. Uh, There's a lot more costs associated with writing your own book. However, the reward is much higher because you're solo authoring, you have your one book on Amazon, you have a evergreen revenue stream, can become a passive revenue stream eventually. So there's pros to doing it that way as well. It just depends on you as a person. And if you're like, maybe you've never even thought about becoming an author, but this collaborative thing came up and you're like, well, I have something to contribute about entrepreneurship, for example then you could do that and participate it and and become a published author and get a book in your hands at the end of the experience, which is really cool. Like it's, it's honestly, it's one of the really, the coolest, excuse me, the coolest moments to like hold your book in your hand and open it up. And then if you, let's say are a business owner and um, you already have an online or uh, in real life business, and you want to have a book to sort of bring together a lot of your different wisdom and help clients potential clients new clients in a different way writing your own book can be a really great way to do that so yeah there's Mm. lots of pros and cons the collaborative experience is like a sisterhood of women coming together writing on one particular topic and then promoting it together and you know you get to sell copies of your book more money goes back to you as the author when you're selling them individually like a product Um, okay cool pros and cons but it's for the experiences for different people if you want to do something that's a little bit um simpler to execute on because you only have to write a certain word count and then submit it on a certain day then that's for you writing a book can be a huge venture it can take a long time it can be something that takes a lot out of you emotionally mentally like it's it takes a long yeah, time absolutely. sometimes to write a book. so definitely different experiences for different people and worth investigating both because if you're like I don't know what the mm-hmm. co author thing, but writing my own book sounds like it's up my alley then explore that for further like, right look into that further
0: Right, and you mentioned time there, and that's something that I wanted to ask you about. Um, And it obviously depends on like how how long your book is, or like how big it is. But in terms of timelines, because if so, say hypothetically, when somebody goes to you and they want to be a part of a co author project, since you already have the topic, it's already structured. Like you manage that aspect of it. Is there like how long does that take? Like if somebody's listening right now and they're kind of interested in that. How long from start to finish does something like that typically take when you're part of a team?
1: So the co-author and book, this is just an, on the whole book publishing takes time. Book publishing is not instant snap your finger and all yeah. of a sudden everything is done. The co-author pro- projects typically are between nine and 10 months. Um, and that is because mm. you get writing support and guidance as part of the program. So when you come into a co-author project, we start with, I like to call the first semester writing your chapter. So we focus all of our calls, all of our education, training resources, it's all about writing and structuring the content of your chapter. Because some people coming into this group have experience writing and some people haven't written anything since they wrote a, their last essay in grade 12 high their school. Their thesis like, or
0: something.
1: <laughs> So we, we have like coaching and support available for the process of writing the chapter, which some people, like for me, if you said write a 3000 word chapter and submit it, I could probably do it in a day or two because I write all the time. I love writing Damn. things naturally to yeah. me, but some people does <laughs> not So uh, about three to four months at the beginning are just focused on writing, like giving people time to actually execute on writing their chapter. Some people find it easier. Some people find it difficult and like take right up until the very last second to submit a chapter. So that's part of it. And then there's also the part of it that goes in between. And I call this sort of like the summer break or like spring break, which is longer than spring break. It's a few months long, but that's where we do all of the editing. Again, editing can can take a long time because there's different uh, skill levels of people writing in these books. Some people have experience, some people don't. So the editing takes a long time. Then you can't just Mm. submit a Microsoft document to Amazon KDP for publication it has to actually be laid out it's called typesetting so that process takes a while too because we have to take the material from one document and put it into another document and make it look the way it looks when you open up a book that's because
0: someone right. has laid it out
1: so that stage takes a long time too it's like an architecture inside a book like building the actual book and making it look oh absolutely look.
0: yeah like the design and everything and yeah
1: yes and then there's the cover design and making sure that we get that, you know, theme conceptualized properly. So there is a lot that actually goes into it. So even though your mm. part as a co-author, you know, doesn't take you as much time, there is a bit of time where you're kind of waiting for things <laughs> to happen, right. which is normal, yeah. like because they submit and then there's work that needs to be done on everyone's chapters, but not only putting them all together in one manuscript, but then the editing, the layout, the design, all of that stuff. So mm-hmm. generally in having done over 10 co-author projects now over the years, it takes about nine months, could be a little more, could be a little less, but generally about nine months because right. we break it up into this. We start with writing, then there's a break period. And then we all come back together to actually launch it. And they do their you know, pre-order campaign and, and we launch our books out into the world. So nine-ish months. Again, a lot of an answer for a simple question I probably could have No, just said.
0: but that's really nine good. Months. That's really <laughs> good. Yeah. And like- so I know that you mentioned in 2022 you really want to focus on your own writing and like you know not forgetting yeah. yourself along the way and really focusing on what you enjoy as well. Um, but if somebody's listening right now, like do you do co-author projects annually? Or um, do you I, kind of just pick and choose? In the past two
1: and a half years, I've typically done one each quarter. Um, In 2022, I am now working with lead authors. So I have someone come on who partners with me and is actually the facilitator of the project. And of course, Leader Publishing takes care of all the publishing parts of it. Um, Hmm. So I already have three projects planned out for 2022. Um, The first one will likely be coming down the line in February. And it, it, there's like a bit of a phase, right? When we introduce that there's a new project, it's like getting, seeing who's interested. Do we have people that are interested in this particular topic? So far, it hasn't mm-hmm. happened that I've announced one and we didn't get enough interest. Um, we tend to find the right people who wanna contribute in the right way. Um, so mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I've generally been doing four per year. It depends on how much space I have in order to facilitate things. Having the lead author has been really helpful since I've integrated that. Um, because it allows someone else to step into a leadership role and to facilitate the group of people that are writing with my support as well. So like I'm part of it, obviously, but it allows them to also shine in their own way and to, um, integrate. Like, for example, I just had a, our our most recent co-author project, it's called Honest as a Mother. And that's obviously stories about honest motherhood and, you know, the real and difficult and vulnerable things about motherhood. I have done a few motherhood books Um, and the, the author for that project, her brand is called Honest as a Mother. So we're working together, we're partnering together and she's able to shine in her element, in her kind of zone of genius. And then I'm taking care of doing the publishing for it. So generally it's been quarterly. That may or may not change, but right now there's been lots of interest and a lot of people wanting to write. So if there are people who want to write, then I want to help them share their voice.
0: Yeah. Yeah. No, that is so, so cool. Um as a you're a very successful. Like I freaking love this, Courtney. Like you, you have targeted such like a niche. Like I don't know anybody else who does what you do. I think it is so cool. And you have a lot of experience. Thank you. As a successful woman in business, is there anything that you wish you had known at the beginning of this journey? So if somebody's listening to this and like they're they just admire you and what you've accomplished, is there anything that you wish you had known if if you were just starting out again?
1: I think there's probably a lot of things I wish I had known because <laughs> entrepreneurship, yeah. as you probably know, is literally like you throw spaghetti at the wall and see what sticks. And if something sticks, then you kind of run with it. Um, yeah. I wish I had known when I started that literally nobody knows what they're doing and everyone is just trying and being, and not afraid to fail. Because you are going to fail at some point. That an idea is maybe not going to come to fruition or I've done this plenty of times where I've expanded on an idea I thought was going to be really good. And then didn't really turn out to be like the, where I should have put my energy. Um, It's funny because I actually, the most recent co authored book to be published is called WTF. Am I even doing? Um, And it's just stories from women being like, I don't know what I'm doing, but here's how I navigated it. So maybe this can help you. Right. We had people telling stories of quitting job in a pandemic and how that transpired people talking about co-parenting and divorce and separation. And like, nobody knows what they're doing. So I think this really relates to business too. Like I try my best to figure things out. Um, but not, you can't possibly know everything. That's another thing I learned and wish I, uh, I, wish I knew sooner is trying to figure everything out on your own. doesn't always serve you. Sometimes that's a good use of your time. And sometimes it's like taking up way too much of your time. So if you can find support from people who actually know that one element, <laughs> then that yes. is really helpful time saver for you it might be an investment, but it's going to be a time saver for you and, and make things more convenient. So just know mm-hmm. that if you're thinking about starting a business or you're in business and you're having moments where you're like, how do other people do this? Like, I don't know what I'm doing. You're not the only one. And I can tell you from experience too, that big <laughs> corporations also often don't know what they're doing. No like, For saying this, but like Governments don't know what they're doing half the time. So like, <laughs> I think you can bet on yourself and just try. Like, that's really it. Just try.
0: Yeah, no, I really love that because there is this misconception about like failing or failure. And it's almost kind of like conditioning that we've had as we've grown up, like, oh, you don't want to fail. You don't want to fail. You don't want to do a bad job, but it's like, that's the only way when starting a business that you're going to learn. And really when you do anything, it doesn't have to be starting a business, but you have to just take those little leaps of faith. And then eventually as you take those steps, the path will be more clear right and it'll kind of lead you in the direction you're supposed to go
1: we've grown up with this averse reaction to failure right you don't want to get a failing grade you don't want to not right. pass a test that you got you don't want to get a big f on your paper that you submitted and now the way the school system is like you actually can't even fail so kids aren't being exposed to the potential of if i fail what happens you know it's not always mm-hmm. a horrible thing if you in the grand scheme of your life failed grade two and had to repeat grade two like is that really is that in the grand scheme of things like what but that would teach people how to navigate failure and to be like you know what it wasn't the worst thing in the world and i was able to get over it but because we've had this adverse reaction to failure Mm -hmm. in our whole lives that's what we taught as you mentioned condition like it's Mm -hmm. tricky to navigate failure A, a book that really helped me and a lot of people talk about failing forward but there's actually a book by john c maxwell about failing forward. It's, I think it's called failing forward. Um, yeah, which is, it's very helpful and really logical, um, sort of analytical side of like failing and how you can learn and grow from it. But it, Ooh, it, everyone that. fails. Some people fail more publicly mm-hmm. and some people fail more privately and it, but it, it's, it's all just information. You just collect the information, you learn from it and you move on. That's really all you can do with it.
0: Yes. Yes, absolutely. And that's something that I talk about, um, a lot on the podcast, uh, especially just in my intro, like we're all just figuring it out as we go. Like nobody knows what they're doing and we all have a lot of value to share because we're all just kind of learning each day, new things and what works and what doesn't. Right. So yeah, I love that you, um, you agree. <laughs> um, information. so yeah. Yeah. So is there anything else, Courtney, about publishing uh, that you would like the audience to know? Like, are there any misconceptions out there? Is there anything that you, you just want to leave people with um, as they as they've kind of finished listening to this episode?
1: Um, I think that I just want to remind people that if you want to write a book, it is possible for you. So because the technology has changed in our favor, to be honest, in the independent author's favor, if you have a desire to do it, you can do it. It's not the easiest thing to do because obviously, as we discussed, it takes time to write a manuscript. You need a certain element of like creativity and to get over any writer's block that you have. So it's a process and it's not instant, mm-hmm. which we are now in a space where everything is instant. You can instantly order your Starbucks, but this is weird for me because I live in a rural area. So when yeah. I'm like in this city and sometimes this city is like very, and you can get yeah. like Uber Eats <laughs> delivered to your house and I'm like I could be sitting here and order Starbucks to my door like what this is mind-blowing to what me I know it's magic not. a lot of people listening you're probably like um yeah I get my Starbucks delivered all the time like it's not a big deal but we this every little thing contributes to the fact that we want things instantly like snap my fingers I want this I order Amazon yeah it shows up the next day oh. So writing a book is not instant. It takes time. It takes time to develop your idea. It takes planning in order to know that you've got a concept that you want to build out and actually write a book. The publishing process takes time. The editing process takes time. Like it is not instant, Mm -hmm. but it is a really rewarding experience and it has the potential to help a lot of people and also to bring you, you know, generate income for you. It can be a huge business move for you. If it goes alongside something you're already doing, Um, it can create credibility Mm -hmm. and exposure. It is possible to do it. It's just not the simplest or the fastest thing that you're ever going to do in your life. So
0: right. But that's that what mind. makes it special. Yeah,
1: it is special I mean, different from what we're accustomed to now because everything is so instant. But what I want to remind people is that it's possible for you and that all I can say is to start writing. The easiest way is to start writing. Like I said, come up with the concept and what you want to talk about and literally make it be as simple as like 10 ways to accomplish blank, like whatever you're niche is that you're working on right like whatever your business is 10 things mm-hmm. to blend. like make a subtitle so simple um and then start writing like i said 10 things like what are 10 almost blog posts that you could put together and create this book and if your manuscript was twenty thousand words i actually think a smaller content book is better because there's more uh, room for expansion there's a higher royalty rate um opportunity because the print cost will be lower on the book so oh, interesting bottom line yeah available to you, you can do it. Your imposter syndrome, your self-doubt is probably going to kick you down a couple times, but all I can say is just write, like start writing because I can't even help you publish. You can't self-publish until you have the content to go about doing right. it. So just start yeah. time writing, there's no sense to writing. You can just open a Word document and start picking away at it a little bit every single day, start writing, and then you can explore how self-publishing can be for you.
0: That's so cool. Yeah. And too, to piggyback, I just want to remind people when they work with you with Leader Collective and Leader Publishing, the investment, especially with like, I know with both, but especially with the co-authoring experience, it's it's not just, okay, I'm paying to, to experience this. Here's my money and I'll send you my, my manuscript and my writing in like six months. You are part of a, of a team. You receive support. Like you're not yes. in this alone. It's, it's really an experience and you're not just left out to, to write by yourself and then to submit it on your own.
1: Yeah, and yeah. writing your own book is a little bit isolating, right? You're not doing it with other right. people. You're
0: doing it on your own. So
1: it is kind of an isolating experience. But the other cool thing about, you know you can spend money on doing a coaching program or some type of self-care program or invest in a coach for a multitude of different things. At the end mm-hmm. of this, this investment, you have a book in your hand which I think is just mind blowing because you submit, you're part of it. It's an experience. It's over a nine months kind of period of time. And then you get to have your book in your hand, which is just so cool. Like I just, that blows me away every single time. So it's not only that you get to be part of this and it's a long-term experience. You also get the book, which is like,
0: whoa. there's no better reward. That's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. It's really, cool. that's so cool. Um, well, I just want to, I want to wrap things up. And my last question, you've kind of touched on it a bit, but maybe your answer to this would be different. Um, so on the school of female podcast, my mission is to empower other women by interviewing experts like yourself, um, and really bringing value to the table, because I feel like as women, we all have so much value that we can share based on the experiences we've had, the things that we've done. And, I'm curious to know if there is a piece of advice or it doesn't even have to be advice, but just something that you've learned along the way that, you know, by sharing it today will benefit another woman and what that is, (laughs) if you don't mind sharing.
1: So let me tell you it. And then I'll explain a little bit about why I picked this. Okay. Less people are far less people are thinking about you than you think are thinking about you because everyone is just thinking about their their own selves. And the reason I say this and why I often give this as advice to people or discuss this with, with my clients is because what can hold you back is fear of people judging you, people thinking, who is she to you know, write a book that then permeates into your brain as imposter syndrome, self-doubt, as I've already mentioned. So yeah. I want you to know that everybody walking this earth like humans are egotistical beings we are all thinking about ourselves we're all thinking oh no is someone going to notice that my lipstick is smeared no they're not they're not probably even going to notice you have lipstick on your teeth because they're all just thinking about themselves and there's nothing wrong with that that's just the way we are as human beings so if you're allowing yourself to be held back by fearing what other people might think if you go and do xyz if you go and write a book for example First of all, far less people are thinking about you than you think they are. And second of all, if somebody does think something about it, it will be a one second blip in that person's mind. Oh, Carmen's writing a book. Hmm. I didn't know if she had anything, you know, to write about, but cool. And then they move on. They're not thinking about that it any longer so don't allow the fear of what other people might think stop you from doing the things you want to do if one of those things is writing a book you are putting yourself out there publicly you are saying you know what I do think I have something valuable to share and here I am writing about it a lot less people are thinking about it so don't worry just take a step every single day one little step at a time and don't worry about other people and what they might think because they're not thinking about you nearly as much. And when they do, it's like a mere blip in their day. So
0: (laughs) It's so true. I love that so much. And you're right. Like we always, we always have the fear of like what others think or, you know, being judged by others. At least I know I do. Like, that's just, it's that imposter syndrome that you're talking about as well. Like who am I to do this? I'm not good enough to do that or whatever. And you're so right. Like we don't think about other people like, (laughs) <laughs> we're just Not thinking about ourselves we assume
1: they are. we're thinking about ourselves so if that's something right. that stops you don't let it stop you just right keep on going do your thing
0: i love that i love that courtney thank you so much for just sharing all of your wisdom with us today thank you for talking all about leader collective leader publishing and the whole journey i just love it so much and yeah i appreciate your time today thank you
1: oh so welcome i loved being here thanks for having me
0: Thank you for listening today. I hope this episode has left you inspired to live well. Please remember to leave a review and follow the show so you never miss out on future conversations. You can follow me on Instagram at the school of female and also visit my website at the of to stay in touch and to learn my tips and tricks for living a life you love. Have a fantastic week, girlfriend, and I'll catch you next time.